And now, and now back to Hale Varsity Radio. All right, let's find out uh, a way to make some money. Some betting advice, Danny Burke, pride of Chicago, Burke's best bet at Danny Burke Five on Twitter. Log on burksbeat.com and find out uh, the latest. And Danny's all over it: college football, the NFL. Danny Burke with us. Danny, how was the uh, the weekend? How did you fare? Are you still weeping about uh, Nebraska, Iowa, or did you have the unders and you're fine? Oh, man, I'm still weeping about college football. I went 0 for 2 with the college football pick. We're doing all right, you know, kind of a quality over quantity season. And then Nebraska, <laughs> obviously heartbreaking. I don't need to tell you guys about that. And then I was kind of having an obscure game later, Jacksonville State. We almost made an effort at the end. They ended up losing on a game-winning field goal. So uh, college football is a stinker. NFL, we swept the board 4-0. So at least that kind of salvaged the weekend. But uh, hopefully we can make a mark in the positive category for both this upcoming weekend, fellas. Well, where you lean in uh, first and foremost with the college football slate, a lot of options, a lot of choices. Yeah, just put out an article today for the couple bets that I've made as of this point. The first one, let's take it to the SEC championship game with Alabama and Georgia. On Sunday, I was actually hanging with a with a pal who went to Alabama, and I was asking him, you know, what do you think the spread's going to be? And he thought it was going to be well over seven. Granted, he may be just a pessimistic Crimson Tide fan, but my guess was that it was going to be at about four and a half. And that's kind of where it opened, but then you immediately saw all this love go toward the Bulldogs. And I was able to snag six in the hook earlier today at one of the books here in Illinois. I would play it as high as six. I probably wouldn't want to take a five and a half or five. I'm not saying it's a bad bet, but, you know, six can still be somewhat of a key number, especially if anything wonky kind of occurs in terms of overtime. But the reason that I like Alabama here, guys, is honestly, defensively, the Christian Tide have been a little bit better on that side of the ball. And, a lot of other categories, they are very similar to where it doesn't really justify, in my mind, Georgia laying six in the hook. I mean, I get the concerns of Milrow and, you know, how he's had a rocky season himself, but I like that he's got the mobile threat. You know, it was a miracle, the fact that this game means something based on how they ended the Iron Bowl. Now they have a chance for the college football playoff, but that's always a tricky spot for Alabama. So I'm not saying they're going to win. I think they have a great chance to win, and I feel comfortable enough based on how these teams have been and Georgia's last strength of schedule. I'm not saying they're bad. I just don't think, you know, they're maybe as great as years past. So that's why, again, I don't think it warrants them laying six in the hook. And then, uh, guys, for the other game that I bet, I went to the Big Ten championship game and somehow found a bet in this matchup. And I would have leaned toward laying the points with Michigan. I would have leaned toward the team total with Michigan. The spread's like minus 21.5, minus 22.5. The team total's anywhere from 27.5 to 28.5. So what I found was a bet at DraftKings that was team total touchdowns over 2.5 at minus 170. Now, I know that it's a chalky proposition there for Michigan, but look, if they're going to cover that spread, you've got to presume they're at least scoring three touchdowns. If they're going over that team total, you've got to think they need to score three touchdowns. Yes, they could pile on field goal after field goal after field goal. I just don't really think I was going to prevent them from getting touchdowns. Yes, it's a very good defense, but the best offense they played with was Penn State, who's not even that great of an offense, and the Nittany Lions still put up 31 against them. Otherwise, Iowa has not played any lick of a confident offense. And the fact that Harbaugh's back, 
man, we know that he loves to pad those stats toward the end of games and make a statement. So I think they're really going to try to score as much as they can and kind of do, you know, a big middle finger to the college football uh, just committee out there if you're Harbaugh. So I think they get three touchdowns at least against Iowa. Danny Burke with us here, Burke's Best Bets. And, Danny, you're the expert, but I'll say I kind of like the Alabama money line this weekend, and my picks tend to go wrong. But for some reason, I think Bama has really come on as of late. But let's move on to the NFL because we have the Cowboys and the Seahawks tonight. I'm looking at Burke's beat here, Danny, and you're throwing the Cowboys into a Week 13 teaser. Tell me a little about the teaser and your NFL plays for the weekend. Yeah, so again, you're seeing the Cowboys really anywhere from about nine and nine and a half. When I took it yesterday, there were some eight and a half available, but if they have a nine out there for you, then you could just opt in to do a six and a half point teaser if you feel comfortable laying a little bit more and find a dancing partner. For myself, the other team was the Jazz, and I'll get to them momentarily, but look, this is the bread and butter for the Cowboys, right? It's beating up on middling to below average teams. And frankly, that's what you have with Seattle. I know they do show signs of life every now and then, but Geno's hurt. He's not playing as well. Kenneth Walker's out of this game. Running backs don't mean a lot for a lot of teams, but for the Seahawks team, he does. And the defense has only gotten worse each and every week. And don't forget, they just play the 49ers. And teams who play the 49ers the following week, there was a massive trend where they were just losing and losing. I know they got broken this year, but... With a team like Seattle who's not good enough to overcome it and are already banged up, I don't think that's going to prove well for them. So uh, why not, you know, tease it down, make it a little bit less sweat kind of bet for you instead of laying out nine and using the win by ten and teasing down below the key number of three. And then same philosophy here with Jacksonville on Monday night. Look, they're laying eight, teasing down six points, get them to two, get them to two and a half, whatever you can. This team is far and away better than the Cincinnati Bengals right now. Browning's in the mix. He did fine, I guess you could say, against the Steelers, but he's not going to go into Jacksonville on Monday night and beat this, you know, Super Bowl contending team, Jacksonville. I'm not saying they are a Super Bowl team, but their record indicates they're going to have a chance for it, unlike the Bengals. And their defense, guys, is atrocious. They've just been sloppy all over the place. Their season is obviously over at this point. So add a little comfort to Jacksonville. Add them as your other season left. Danny, what do you think about Philly and San Fran? You know, Schmitty, at first, well, let me take it back a couple weeks, because Philadelphia's been a team that I've been looking to fade, and I took Buffalo plus three and a half this past week. My goodness, that was an aggravating game to watch, but luckily we got there, so I've kind of been fading Philadelphia, but now that the line has really kind of gone the opposite way, I find a little bit of intrigue here with the Eagles catching three. Now, San Francisco, I do think in general, is the better team. I will ride on that ship that San Fran is the better squad. But I think Philly, with their home field advantage, actually does have something. I mean, look, I don't want to, you know, just be the guy complaining because I won the bet at the end of the day. But you know, a lot of people were complaining about it, too. That officiating last week for the Eagles, uh, that was just abysmal. And I do think not only that, but obviously just having a lot of good crowd there and, you know, some raucous fans. Uh, there in Philly does help this Eagles team. Maybe they feel like they kind of have a chip on their shoulder because they have the best record in the NFL, yet people like myself aren't believing in them. So, yeah, I would probably gravitate toward taking the points with Philly. I haven't done it yet, but that's kind of like the first out in terms of the bet, the one that I would definitely consider making next. So it would be the Eagles or pass, guys. Danny, last thought here, about 30 seconds. Have you turned your attention to basketball just yet? We have Nebraska Creighton on Sunday as well for the the degenerates out there, the start of the Nebraska high school basketball season. 
Wow. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I only bet one college game. It was Purdue in that semifinal. It was the most aggravating basketball game I've watched with the officiating. The Boilermakers did win somehow, but I need you guys to tell me what to bet. You're more locked into this Nebraska-Creighton uh, matchup, so I'm willing to hear your guys' thoughts. What's the line? Don't well, know you got that on deck. I feel like you'd, you'd know that off, off the top of your head, my friend. I haven't seen one yet, so. Creighton minus make? seven. Creighton minus seven, maybe. I guess uh, Elijah, our take is I'm not touching this with a 10-foot pole. <laughs> All right, well, we'll get back to you, Danny. Danny Burke with us, uh, Burke's Best Bets. Uh, find Danny on Twitter, at DannyBurke5. Pride of Chicago, thanks for the time today, bud. Thank you, as always, guys. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week.